Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm not really quite sure how to start this or anything, but... The podcast went on a little bit of a hiatus over the holidays because that's what most people do. They just sort of disappear over the holidays and rest. And then, I mean, the like whole new year, beginning of the new year, I don't know, the energy cosmically, very heavy, very heavy. I personally can feel it a lot and it's um it's kind of bothering me honestly so um I didn't feel like I didn't feel like recording any podcast episodes and I'd like to thank past Lisa for recording the I think Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sag and Capricorn episodes all before like October even hit, like before Libra season even started, I had like all of the interviews done. So I'd like to thank her for doing everything in advance because the fall for me wasn't necessarily a time where I felt extroverted. Like I felt more introverted. I don't know if we all feel like that because it gets darker outside faster and you kind of go into hibernation mode. Or, and I'm going to bring the needle chart into this because we talk about astrology on this podcast, is on your needle chart, look at the houses, um, the slices, right? The triangles, the pizza slices. Look at your rising sign, see where it starts. And anything that's at the top half of your chart, those are the zodiac seasons where you might actually feel more extroverted because it's considered like daytime if you look at your chart like a clock and then the bottom of the chart is considered like a nighttime so if you're born in, in the nighttime uh your sun will be on the bottom half of your chart fun fact i was born at nine in the morning so my sun's on like the top half of my chart so there's this thing where it's like introversion and extroversion when like i look at a natal chart if there's a lot of planets on the bottom it could the person could be more introverted, more planets on the top, more extroverted. Now that's not like 100% science, but it's something that like I don't know. I always ask, so I kind of feel like the seasons of the year. I mean, maybe you know it's darker outside, so you want to be inside, or you want to go more reflective. But for me, like, uh, what seasons were we saying? Like, so as a cancer rising, once my chart hits like Libra season, which is my like fourth house of home, Libra season, Scorpio season, Sag season, I'm just like, it's the bottom corner of my chart and I like don't really want to do anything. And then um, Capricorn and Aquarius season are my seventh and eighth houses and those are very heavy houses, whichever zodiac signs rule your seventh and eighth house, those are going to be heavy seasons for you. And then... Um, ninth house for me is Pisces and right when Pisces season hits I feel more energized which is weird because Pisces I don't know it depends the (laughs) with the Pisces the energy that they're around if they're going to be energized or not like if they feel comfortable with and the other person has okay energy or just generally collectively because the Pisces energy is going to pick up the energy so when Pisces season hits, I feel more like expansive, which is a ninth house theme. So I encourage you to go look at your charts and just see your seasons of like introversion and extroversion and see if it plays a part because it's always cool to discover to discover these little weird things about yourself through the chart. I like to say it really just helps me in terms of like my business offerings. Um, 
the way this pot this podcast episode is basically like hey the podcast name is changing but I'm just going to start talking about other things because that's what I do but um part of the podcast changing is also my like main brand name changing and also simplifying my offerings and really really focusing on what it is that I want to do and my intention behind everything so I'm really big into astrology obviously but also like astrology for self-awareness but like astrology for business like that's how I mainly use it um as this like business planning tool so I've learned that like I've done like a full calendar year now, which was 2021, using astrology to sort of plan out offerings and try out a bunch of different things. And I love teaching Pisces season, Aries season, Taurus season, Gemini season, Cancer season, Leo season, Virgo season. I go more into like the work or the planning mode, but like I'm okay-ish to teach, but not really teach, but just kind of do like behind the scenes work, but working. Once Libra season hits all the way to Aquarius season, I just like don't want to, um, I don't want to, uh, to, to, to like live teach. Like I still obviously want to have my business, but I don't necessarily want to have to be like live for the offering. So that's really helping me in terms of like figuring out my best way to serve you while also serving my own energetic needs, which I feel like gets missed a lot of the time because I taught, I've, I've taught so many astrology classes live this year and I've recorded so much um, video content and I've watched some of it back and my energy level is unmatched at the beginning of the year, like Pisces season through to like cancer season. No, even Pisces season to Leo season. I am like, very excitable when I teach this high energy and this is my ninth house to my second house if you can picture that if you know the chart um just like I feel super expansive and great when I teach and then something happens in Virgo season and there's a shift for me it's where my north node is and it's kind of like it's serious this planning behind the scenes work but I watch myself teach in the fall because I just taught some classes in the fall last year and the I mean, the energy just like isn't there for groups. It's weird. The beginning of the year, I was like, I love teaching groups. I get to serve more people in like an hour. Um, I love one-to-one sacred containers to help and support people. But I would love to be impacting as many people as possible. So you can do that when you teach a class. When I'm teaching like six, seven people in a class, like six people are – six, seven people are – you know, positively impacted, hopefully, by the astro stuff I'm teaching, and then they can connect with everyone, and I really like that, but it's almost like in the fall, my role is not to teach groups. It's to do more one-to-one sessions. It's very interesting. In the spring-summer, I'm not so into doing one-to-one sessions because I have all this energy. I'd like to expand more than the one-to-one containers but in the fall it's like the energy is so different for me personally so I I highly encourage you to look at your chart especially if you're a business owner and just track like what's going on at what different times of the year and something I've learned as a cancer rising is that I'm very cyclical in nature I track cycles all different kinds of cycles the first thing and I've been tracking this since I was 14 is my menstrual cycle that is like key. If you're a woman or if you are a person who has a uterus and you menstruate monthly, um, you need to track that cycle because it's going to give you um, keys and insights into your business and your energy level and what you're supposed to be doing. Because if you're bleeding, like you don't want to be doing certain things. Do you know what I mean? But then when you're in your ovulation phase, that's like a great time to do stuff. So go go study. That's the first cycle as a woman you need to be in tune with. And if you're not in tune with your menstrual cycle, if you have one, I mean, please get in tune with it. Like, please. It's very, very helpful. Um, The second thing you can look at is the moon phases. I say this as cancer rising. You don't have to do this, but also see if your menstrual cycle is linked to the moon because depending on where your menstrual cycle is linked to the different moon phases and means something different and it's so cool and I believe these things are no coincidence and they are they are 
little intuitive um, nudges from the universe meant to sort of guide us. Um, And this is very, very like feminine how I'm speaking right now on the one side of things. And I'm not just saying woman. I'm saying like the feminine polarity. And in terms of like – so I'll talk about the moon phase for a second. So I used to always bleed on the full moon, which is like you're not – supposed to I'm doing air quotes that's like the opposite but for a long time I would always bleed on the uh on the, on the full moon and I googled it it was like oh you're currently not in you're intuitively not wanting to have children like birth children your womb space is in a creation mode but for projects and other things and I read that women who got their period on the full moons and not the new moons were like healers and they they were able to help the women who were bleeding on the new moon because they weren't. And I was like, that's freaking cool. And yeah, that was just super fun to like learn about. And then I think it was around COVID hit. I hate saying that word. That word should be banned from the podcast. I don't even know if I want to edit that out. But when that shit went down, um, my period cycle changed. And I also started dating this guy one of my friends (laughs) and I started dating him and my period cycle changed and I was like what the hell is going on and I started bleeding with the new moon and I was like what is going on it was almost like a new stage of life then that relationship friendship took an interesting turn and my period switched and I went back to bleeding on the full moon and I'm like what the hell is going on and then I switched to like bleeding on one of the the waxing or the waning crescents I forget but it was a crescent like or maybe it was the first quarter last quarter it wasn't like a fuller new moon phase at the end of 2021 I could like feel myself changing and I'm like something's changing and I was like oh my gosh it's the full moon in Gemini and I'm like oh my gosh I'm ovulating right now I'm not bleeding I said I'm going into a new cycle when 2022 hits and my body knows this intuitively because I'm listening to like my womb space, like the place of creation. And on the uh, new moon in Capricorn, January 2nd, I got my period, literally the exact day of the time of the new moon. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I'm like, what new space am I entering right now? So I was in a bit of a mood for a few days when I had my period because that's allowed. And then literally uterus emptied, no more period. And I just felt completely changed and renewed and all the ideas were coming through so clear so fresh like so much clarity think of like the clear quartz of the third eye it's like boom the clarity is here the podcast is called don't tell me what to do I have a book called don't tell me what to do I'm starting this as a thing because I feel passionately about the don't tell me what to do saying and then my business which has been called be mindful studio for the last two years isn't really resonating with me because I created that – like I came up with that name when in my mind – this is also before the vid shit. But I created that name with the intention of like having a physical studio space, which I – that's totally – I don't even know. I mean I'm very young. I can do that in the future. So I'm keeping my business name and all of the like things so that I have it. But oh my goodness, like it's not resonating because what I'm doing now is so different and my intention is actually to really build an online business where like I can work anywhere like from the world just to support like future Lisa and whatever she decides to do. I want to be able to be 100% remote Um, but I also want to like serve people all over the freaking world because it's really cool. So I'm based in Canada. And I have, you know, red charts for people in the States and that's so cool. And those, you know, um, bookings keep coming in and I'm like, okay, this it's it's about time we get a European booking, right? Or like someone from Australia. Like I want to service people all over the world because I've taken courses from people in a bunch of different places and it's so cool how like humans can all be connected through technology. I mean, we can't get too – like we have to remember it's – like we have to go and connect to nature. That's like the bad side of Age of Aquarius. It's like, okay, we can't live in our computers. It's not actually real, but it does provide us with really cool opportunities that I think people should really be like 
taking advantage of and like utilizing it for your own autonomy and independence, which I'm going to rant about in a second. Um, literally, totally just started a podcast because I'm a Gemini and I got a lot of things on my mind and I need to to speak them. I mean, I wonder if we could look at like natal charts of really popular podcasters and I bet you anything they have air energy, like so much air energy because to start a podcast, you have to have lots of thoughts or, or like just – I don't know. You got things to say. You're thinking things. And yeah, you got a lot of mercurial, mercury place like energy. So Gemini Virgo. I have Gemini and Virgo in my chart. So hi, I'm here doing this. The podcast name is Don't Tell Me What To Do. And I do this podcast because it's fun for me. I love interviewing, connecting with people. I just like talking in general and I like sharing something. And I hope when you listen to this, you get something from it Um, because I listen to podcasts while I do work and it's so fun. And yeah, I basically, I like no one pays me to do this. I do this because it's fun and I love it. And I got my little microphone and I feel like I have a talk show and it'd be so cool if I could do something where people call in and ask questions. Like that'd be so fun. But I totally lost my train of thought. But yeah, so I do this out of the out of the fun. But as I move forward in 2022, because it's a six year, guys, like two, two, two equals six, two plus two plus two is six. I'm a life path six. For the energy of six is like home and family and nurturing and like being with your loved ones. These are things very important to me as a life path six. And I realized I, I was doing my like goal setting, which I don't know the way the world is. It's really hard to goal set. Like, let me know if you feel the same way. Doing my goal setting process and it's a three-month goal a six-month goal a year goal a three-year goal and a five-year goal and it freaked me out because I turned 25 in 2022 which is like absolutely terrifying I actually have to admit I'm in my mid-20s ew but I did a five-year goal and I'm like holy shit I'm gonna be 30 in five years and that was just like terrified me I put the board away I said I'm not making a five-year goal but your 20s are fun because you get to like experience new things and honestly it's, it's very try new things, experiment if it doesn't work, whatever. For me personally, it, it's like just me. I don't have any dependence or anything. So I don't – if I if there's a fuck up, it's okay because it only affects me. But as you get older and you, you know, grow your family and your, and your life, I mean, you have to be more cautious because other people's lives are like – at stake there. Sounds so dramatic and serious, but you know what I mean. So, but I thought about it and I was like, what is my intention for doing all of this stuff that I'm doing right now? And honestly, this is totally cancer rising of me. I mean, I personally feel like in a past life, I've already been a mom, like I already feel like I've been a mom, but it could honestly just be like the cancer rising energy. That's just like being the mom friend and the very prepared person out in the world. Like if you need something, I probably have it in my purse. It's it's hilarious. I was always that person, like that kid growing up, like I had extra – we were just talking about menstrual cycles. always had an extra pad tampon. I had like Advil just in case you, you know, had any headaches or pain. Um, I probably had like a peppermint roll-on too for headaches. I had extra snacks, Band-Aids, hair elastics, hair elastics key. Like I had everything and people – like everyone knew like Lisa had something in her in her bag. I just – I come prepared. Like my best friend and I, we used to go to Toronto all the time. I, w- I always would bring her an extra snack and like a drink in my bag, like my giant bag because like I have to be prepared when I leave my home because home is like the shell and the safe space. Anyway. But I feel like I've been a mother before or I don't know if it's the cancer rising energy. I have no idea. But, you know, I have I have no idea what my 30s will look like. But I know my 20s do not involve kids. But I have thought about it. And this is definitely that the life path six energy that comes in. It's this part of me that I haven't explored yet because I'm not there. Like I'm not ready for this. But then I also have the cancer rising, the Pisces moon energy. Anyway. I thought about it and I said, if I'm able to be a full-time entrepreneur by the time I'm 30, which is my goal, like full-time entrepreneur, no no other things, that's a personal goal of mine. I thought, okay, why do you want to do that? Well, I just kind of want to flow with my days, explore other projects. Like you never stop working as an entrepreneur. You find other things to do, other ventures to support. Like I have so many ideas. And I thought about it and I was like, oh, if I'm like a 
you know, because I like the work from home thing too. I'll be like, oh, I can like, I don't have to worry about like a mat leaf thing because my business will be like online operating itself, you know, pass through passive income strains and strains, streams. And um, yeah, like that's cool. And then you can like raise your kids. And then I'm like, oh, I could pick my kids up from school and, you know, not ha- like not to worry about that because you can just be like, okay, I'm done working at 2.30 and I'm now going to go get the kids. It's really weird things to think about. I'm recording this as like we're in Venus retrograde. So, I mean, and it's in my seventh house. So I'm like, I don't know why I'm thinking about these things. But I did my five-year goal and I'm like, okay, what the hell do I want when I'm 30? Like, I have no idea. But whatever I'm doing right now needs to set myself up for success for my 30s. That's how I look at it. We have Saturn in the 10th. We're very serious about this. But it's like, what's the seriousness? Like, you're serious about your career. You're serious about the um, – what do you call it? Your your midheaven, like it's how your public image, that's the word. Your midheaven's the top of your chart. It's sort of like how the world sees you. I have an Aries midheaven, so I'm I'm seen as this very leader type person that's kind of doing something a little different before everyone else does it. And I love that. I hate doing what other people are doing. I have to do my own thing. Um but it, that's just the entrepreneur energy is at the top of my chart and the don't tell me what to do. It's like right there at the top of my chart. Um, where was I going with this? I do this all the time. This is like how my brain works. Oh yeah. The cancer rising. Yeah. But it's almost like building something that can create legacy in a way. I don't like the word legacy. Um, something that will continue to like either something to pass down in a way um but then also i don't know online business just it's i think more people need to start doing it and it seems so popular when you go online and stuff like that but a lot of people i know are not doing anything online so it's not as big as you think it is. So if you're like hesitant to start a online type business or like a remote type business and you're like, oh, everyone is doing it. No, they're not. Like I'm the only person I feel like in my circle of close friends and family who does stuff stuff like this now that I'm really thinking about it. Yeah. And the whole purpose is so that, you know, when I'm older, it gives me sort of the freedom if I do have a family to like, you know, not have to be like chained to a desk or at the, you know, the, uh, I don't know how to say it without being bad, like without it sounding bad because I do a full-time job. It's not bad, but I could never do that for my whole life. Like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Such a random thing. But my chiropractor, like I had, I started seeing a chiropractor when I was really little and I do have like scoliosis in my spine, but um, I think my chiropractor, she's my chiropractor from like age five, I want to say to like 17, long, long time. She always would say, Lisa's going to be the boss. She's going to be a CEO. And I always was like, how am I going to be a CEO? Like, how am I going to work my way up through a company to be a CEO? I'm going to tell you a little hint. You know how you become a CEO? You start your own thing and you declare yourself the CEO. Okay. We're going to use that as a segue to go to the don't tell me what to do. So I have my book, don't tell me what to do. Astrology, mindfulness, and the entrepreneur. It's it's more like a workbook and book. It's like a guide. It's like if you're confused on what you want to do or how you want to start your business or you're like, I really want to become an entrepreneur, but like I don't know how or I don't know if I could do it. You know, I started my business. I took a skill that I had and I monetized it. That's all I did. Um, it was a service-based social media agency. And all I did was like, I have this skill. I'm going to see if people are in need of it. And they were. And I built it. And I did that for like – three and a half years before I like transitioned into what I do now being like more of a teacher, guide, writer, speaker type person about woo-woo stuff. That's the only way I can describe it as woo-woo stuff. But this book basically allows you when you read it to understand your chart, understand that you do not need to follow the way the system has taught you. And then like a business building thing in the back of the book to kind of create like your brand and a strategy and my goal setting method of the three, six, 
months, one year, three or five years, also about that, I was finding it very hard to write goals that were past six months because of the state of the world. So if you are having a hard time doing that, like it's totally fine. Everything is effed up and we really don't know what's going to happen. But it's even hard to dream because you're like, what the hell am I even dreaming into? And I have a Pisces moon. I'm a big dreamer. I used to have these like amazing dreams. Like I wanted to be mindful studio, like a real space. I have these big dreams, but it's like no one really knows what's going on. The last time we had Uranus and Taurus, which is in right now, was in my, it's in my grandma's chart. She was born in 1936 and it was the Great Depression. That's the last time Uranus was in Taurus. So if you're feeling the Great Depression energy right now, like you're not that's it's really what it feels like with what the hell the government has done to our economy it's absolutely ridiculous um but it's almost like this is the best time in a way to start it's always better to start businesses when we're i don't even know if we're in a recession i don't know what the hell we're in but um when people are like oh you can possibly start a business now like you know, no one has extra income for that and all of this. No, I truly do believe that like when a economy dips, it's the best time to start a venture. You just have to like go for it. Um, and then while everyone else was maybe like panicking or, you know, I don't know what they were doing. They weren't starting a business. When the recession is done or this Uranus and Taurus energy moves into the next sign, which it eventually will, um, You've, you've built something and you have your foundation set for it to thrive is in the next cycle, right? Because we're all about cyclical stuff here. But my book is basically the sponsor of this podcast. So what I had to do because I just do this podcast for like for fun, but um, I don't know. The 2022, the goal planning, the sixth year. I'm trying to circle back to things I was talking about. The um, the sixth energy. It's sort of like that. It's it's foundational energy. Any even number in numerology, like a two year, a four year, a six year, is going to feel very foundational, grounding. Get your shit together. Plan for your future self and your family. Any kind of odd years, like a one, three, five, seven, nine. Those are more like. I don't say. They're more fun or changeable years. So yeah, I'm actually entering, when I turn 25, it'll be a four year for me. And I really do feel that. And I also have Saturn going through my eighth, which is like deals with money. So I feel like I'm in a very like foundation point in my life. Maybe you are too. Look at your transits. Look at your life path and cycles. It's very fun. Um... But I was like, I have to have a goal in doing this podcast. And my goal is to share information and to share this message of don't tell me what to do. Now, even when you listen to this podcast episode, and this is what it says when you open my book. I actually should like get my book. I'll read to you exactly what it says. I'm reaching behind me. Ah, okay. So let me see here. I'm going to open it. Wait, where is it? I wrote this book. Do I remember like what I wrote? No, of course I don't. So it says here, seriously, let this be your life motto. So much of the time we are looking for answers outside of ourselves. When the innate answers live inside of us all along, don't even let this book tell you what to do. Let it act as a guide as you come home to yourself and get to hear the answers that live in your mind, body, and soul as the world around you gets quiet enough so you can finally hear them. Oh my God, that sounds good. I can't believe I wrote that. Okay, I forgot I wrote that. I knew it basically was like, don't even let me tell you what to do. Same with this podcast. Like don't even let, don't let this podcast tell you what to do. Don't let the guests I have on this podcast tell you what to do. But if you hear something and it inspires you or motivates you or you agree with it, listen to that. That's your sign. That's your call. Oh my God, I talk about callings. If you feel called to do something, you have to listen to the call because if you don't, it'll get louder and louder and louder until you listen to the call. And that call could even lead you into like a different calling or or whatever, but you have to listen to the call. So I had a, a calling, start a podcast. Now we have the calling. You need to pivot the direction of the podcast as you kind of grow and evolve. So the podcast is don't tell me what to do. It's still going to be interviews with like mindful um, leaders and I'm still going to talk about like 
odd things, but um, I'm going to ask people's take on don't tell me what to do this saying, how they're kind of living their lives a little differently, um, how they – it's basically kind of like the don't tell me what to do. It's basically like listen to yourself, do what you want to do, but obviously do not cause harm to other people. But it's also like a big F you to the system that we live in in a way. I don't want to say the word patriarchy. That's people are like, oh, it's patriarchy. But I mean, if you think about it, I, I mean, who's who created this <clears throat> very unhealthy nine to five system? Um, I've almost been talking for 30 minutes, went by so fast. Don't you agree? I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to you about um, how unhealthy the nine to five system is and talk about the book a little bit more. Okay, so we're back to talking about why the 9 to 5 does not work. So basically, if you work a 9 to 5, I'm not hating on you. I do too. It's 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 needed for the way that the world is set up and how we have to earn a steady income to keep up with expenses. It's it's really nice how they made the system, you know what I mean? I saw this uh one like quote and it was like humans are the only mammals that pay to live on earth and I was like, wow. Um right? It just it gets you it has to get you thinking. Like I ho- hopefully that gets you thinking, right? On the cost of living in Canada is going up and it's just it's it's horrible. It's horrible and um It's just not good. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the Canadian government right now. Let me know how you feel about it. Now, in my book at the beginning, I talk about how I moved to Toronto and I, this might even be like the first episode of the podcast, my like little story. I moved to Toronto for school, but I would take the train home and I'd get on like the, the rush hour train to get to Hamilton because those are the only ones that went into Hamilton. And oh my goodness. Um, the energy on that train, the rush hour train at the GO station is absolutely horrific. People are burnt the F out. People are tired and they're exhausted. And I hope a lot of those people that I used to take the train with, I hope they're working at home now and they're at least, you know, they're still the corporate life, but they're not wasting two hours a day commuting and that is so soul sucking as well so basically if you think about human beings as like if you think of us as like primal creatures or like a primal species i've watched like workouts about like primal movements that like we should be able to kind of do and like by if we exercise and like all these things and um um, human beings were not designed like whoever, God, the creator, universe, who designed the human body. And this is like, I really learned to appreciate the design and beautiful system that is the human body in my yoga teacher training because I learned so much about it. And yeah, so like a human being didn't create the human body, like somebody else did something else did and it's designed so beautifully and this beautiful creation that is the body was not designed to sit down for eight hours a day or it wasn't the mind this beautiful human mind that we have in our brain was also not designed to work for eight hours straight or even more now because I might say like sit for your job. You might not sit for your job. You might feel more active, but are you working eight or maybe 12 hours? Are you doing shifts? If you are a night shift worker, oh my God, you're totally messing up. You're like, you're, you're, uh, sleeping everything. Like it's not when it's dark out, you need to be sleeping. And if you're not doing that, your body's going to be so freaking confused. So if you know anyone who does nights, like, oh my God, send them, send them love and light because that's, that's not, that's not really what the body is supposed to be doing. So anyway, the nine to five doesn't work for the simple fact that like you're not meant to sit for that long or even they have standing desks, but it's still not. I was having this conversation with my mom and it was like the human, a human can really only handle like three big tasks per day. 
And most companies, they want you to do more than three big tasks in a day, right? Because they're paying you for eight hours. But you're going to do your first three tasks of the day great. So maybe pick the most important things and do them first. But then by the end of the day, you're going to not be producing the greatest work. It might be might be shit because because you're like you're tapped out for the day. You're like, I'm done. My brain can't handle anything else, you know? Yeah, it doesn't – the system doesn't work. Also, if you sit all day, your hips are in flexion. You need to extend your hip flexors. Google yoga for the hips, yoga, like hip extension poses, not flexing. Um, And you need to get your hips doing something that's not in a sitting flexed position. Um, Yeah. But I talk about in this book, just like this book I wrote, all of this stuff about how I passionately don't like the nine to five. Um, Not because – I don't like where I work, but I just – I dislike the whole system as a whole because I believe it is an, it's so inefficient. Um, I'm going to bring in human design now. We're going into all the woo topics. Um, human design, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's like art and science mixed together. They bring in astrology, the chakra system, and a bunch of other things. And it's like an energetic system where it shows like a graph – and you put in your birth date and it takes in all this stuff and it's so freaking cool. And when I discovered I was a projector, I was like, oh my God, the whole world makes sense. So literally my job as a projector is to spot inefficiencies and tell people when they're ready that something's inefficient and then also be like, okay, this is how we fix it. But I can't just tell anybody that. They have to be ready to listen to it. So are you listening to this podcast ready to hear the viewpoints of a projector who can see what's wrong with the world? Like it's really hard um, sometimes to talk to certain people about things because they're not ready to hear it. And if you are a projector yourself, oh my gosh, sending you so much love because the energy that you pick up all the time, basically projectors don't, we have like empty sacrals. So we pick up other people's energy. We feel very deeply and we're just like, oh my gosh, what's going on right now? And you need more rest than other people. There's this, there are these memes on this account where it's like, I think it's Adele and like wrapped in like a comforter and it's like projectors showing up to Zoom meetings like the way they're like supposed to be. If you Google anything about projectors, if you are a projector, we need more than eight hours of sleep at night we need more rest. Um, it even says that we should sleep by ourselves. So if you are um, married or have a partner, I mean, try sleeping not beside them and see how your sacral chakra feels. It's that's like one of the most interesting things I discovered. Um, but yeah, projectors. It's it's like we sit up in a tree and we are like looking down and like just observing quietly and analyzing and just spotting things that aren't right. And I was like, oh my God, I've been doing that my whole life. But if people aren't ready to hear it, you're going to feel extra drained. You're going to be like, oh my God, why am I here? Nobody's listening. This is horrible. But when someone reaches out to you and you wait for that invitation, like you have to keep showing up and, and doing what you love and sharing your message and really believing in yourself. And then the right people will ask you questions. They will invite you in to hear the answer so you can be the guide and the teacher, the advisor, the healer, whatever word you want to use. But if someone's not ready, like don't even waste your breath because you will be so exhausted after. As I'm saying this, I'm thinking about a situation and it's like, oh my gosh, Lisa, why aren't you taking your own advice? But yeah, even in the back of my book here, it's like I simply act as the guide. That's literally it. But I'm only here to guide people who actually give a shit. And um, yeah, I'm being like as I get older and as I learn more about all of these systems and energetic ways of doing things, you have to be very selective with who you choose to work with a thousand percent. So Yeah, this podcast is going to be random probably. It's just going to be random because (laughs) I have Virgo energy, so I'm going to plan stuff out. But it it will feel more random than it did last year. I'm still going to do Zodiac 
like interviews by the Zodiac seasons because I think that's fun. Um, and I have some pretty cool people that I already have a list. They don't even know that they're on the list, but I have some pretty cool people I'm going to reach out to um, and see if they want to be on the podcast as guests and share what they're doing. Um, I think most of these people that I'm asking come on would be totally okay with the title and the new title. They might even like it more than the Be Mindful podcast. But I'm just going through – okay, I have a Pisces I really want to talk to. She does something super cool. Um, Oh, I'm going to have someone actually who's a human design expert. I want them to come on. So hopefully they can come on to the podcast. I think I have like three – two or three Geminis I want to bring on because I'm a Gemini and Gemini guests are so fun. Um, There's also a few Virgos I want to bring on and – few Sagittarians too but there are some seasons where I don't really know if I'm gonna have a guest for the zodiac sign so instead of doing like an interview for that zodiac sign I'm thinking of just doing like a forecast now I was doing the forecast previously they were fun let me know if you'd want to do forecasts or just me ramble on about like current astro events. Like I'm recording this right now. The moon's in Pisces, my natal moon, lunar returns. Okay, I could talk about that, like lunar returns. Okay. But the moon's moving into Aries as I'm recording this like the next few days, which is going to go through my house of work. So it's like I'm like chop, chop, let's go. Let's get stuff done for work. Like I don't know. So, okay, lunar return days are, are really fun. So – Okay, we're going to go back to the cyclical living. We're, we're circling back. I say circling back all the time. We're circling back to what we were talking about at the beginning. So this is a cycle, I guess, with the moon in a way, but it's going to ask you to be a lot more detail-oriented. So not just looking at the moon phase, which to be honest, I probably need to learn more about the phases, but I'm more in tune for me personally what the zodiac sign the moon is in. I think it's just – It's a cool way to kind of feel the energy flow through the days, but then you have to remember what sun season we're in, like what zodiac season. So, because that's going to change how the sun and moon kind of operate together. And some days are harder than others. And as Cancer Rising, I'm like ruled by the moon and how it changes every two and a half days. I'm moody as hell. Um, That's why I like to look to see where the moon is. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'm pissed. I'm like, why am I pissed? And then I check to see where the moon is and I'm like oh okay that could be why or it could just be in a mood you don't like you don't always have to validate like how you're feeling you are allowed to have a down day if you're just not feeling it but oddly enough for me at least the the cosmic weather like kind of explains it even the weather in general can just like piss me off I don't know very sensitive to my surroundings if you have a lot of water energy tell me Tell me if, that you're sensitive to your surroundings too. So every two and a half days, the moon changes zodiac sign. And some people have called them like personal power days, but you have to track for maybe like one, not just one month. You probably have to track it for three months. Like keep a little journal and call it your little moon journal or something and track how you feel as the moon moves into a new sign, literally go and Google and type in what sign is the moon in. And the first thing that comes up, it's like AstroSeek. It's beautiful. It has it all laid out. That's the website I use. So like right now for me, it's the moon's in Pisces. So I'm having a lunar return. Every 28 days I have a lunar return and it's almost like a, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I feel like me because my natal chart the Pisces moon that's how I feel all the time so when the moon in the sky moves into Pisces I'm like oh I get to be for me because it's a ninth house moon it's like oh I feel expansive and dreamy and I just feel like I'm floating and it's fun and I like to kind of float and flow not everyone likes that though go look at your moon sign um but then tomorrow it's going to be an Aries for two and a half days and Aries energy. So, if you've met my best friend, shout out to Sharon. She's been on the podcast. She has an Aries moon. So, tomorrow she's going to be feeling, well, not like when this goes up tomorrow, but when I'm recording this tomorrow, she's going to go through her lunar return and be like, oh, I feel like me. I actually should like totally ask her if she feels different on Aries moon days. She wouldn't think that's weird because 
I do what I do. But she might be feeling a sense of renewal on the weekend. Maybe. We don't know. I'd have to ask and give a report update. Um, but yeah. Uh, then I'll move into Taurus. So basically look at your moon sign and then at least figure out when you're two and a half days of where your like moon sign feels like quote unquote at home because it's your moon sign. But then you also need to check squares and oppositions and sextiles, lots of different aspects just threw at you there. So for me, I look at my opposite moon day, which is Virgo moon days. Virgo moon days are amazing for me. I just feel like very grounded and rooted um, because it's basically giving structure and organization to my floatiness. And it kind of says, okay, listen, babe, you can float, but let's maybe make a to-do list so you don't fully escape into another realm or something. Or like, let's make a list so that or let's clean up this area and make it like extra, extra clean or something to like ground the floatiness because you don't want to literally like go into another world because that's very Piscean. Gemini moon days are very, very hard for me. Um, it's a square. It conjuncts my sun, my Venus, and it squares my moon. The moon also opposes Pluto that I have. Gemini moon days are very hard for me, which is weird considering I'm a Gemini. But um, I don't like Gemini moon days. Um, I don't – it's like I get on Pisces moon days. I feel happy-go-lucky. Same with Virgo moon days. I feel very happy, very outgoing, very extroverted. I don't feel emotional on those days, which is interesting because very emotional Pisces. When the moon is in the mutable signs of Gemini and Sag for me, I feel more emotional like I would, I would cry more, but that's air and fire. So it sounds very contradicting. Like, oh, a person would want to cry on an air moon and a water or an air moon and a fire moon day, but like what, but you wouldn't want to cry on a water moon day. Like it's weird, but it's, it's going to be different for like everyone based on their chart. Um, but yes, my theory for that though, is, um, because my natural emotional body is in water and your natural emotional body will be in whatever element your moon sign is in having emotions anyone who has an air moon i don't know how you guys do it and anyone who has a fire moon i don't know how you guys do it um those days especially the gemini and sag because it forms like a square very hard days for me i'm not a big fan but it also could be because i have the pluto conjunctions but that's a random fact that I've learned. So Gemini and Sag days, I don't like to do anything too crazy. Um, I find on Aquarius moon days, I guess before Saturn went to, I don't know. It depends on the day. Aquarius moon days are really fun. And I used to teach on every Aquarius moon. I thought that was a really fun thing to do. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of other... But look to your opposite in your square. So I'll do the other mode. So if you have like a Taurus moon, you would look at Leo days, Scorpio days, and Aquarius moon days. But if you're any of those four signs I just said, Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, look for those because those are going to oppose or square your moon. And then the cardinal signs, if you have an Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, or Libra moon, you would look to those moon days to see what happens so I really like the one person I forget who said it like the personal power day it's almost like for me personal power days are the lunar return days so when the moon sign is at home in my natal chart so look to see what that is for you and kind of like utilize those days either in your personal life or your business um and then opposite moon days opposite so look to your opposite sign and then check your squares squares might be a little harder then you want to do all these sextiles so for me anytime we have an earth or water well no earth other water moons or trines oh my goodness and then any so if there's a capricorn or a taurus moon I'm trying to think how the energy works with me. You'd have to just like go through all the signs and see how it works. I can sense myself doing a a rambly ramble here. Um, But yeah, lunar returns I think are very powerful because I was just recently, like I'm right now in the Pisces lunar return 
and I'm I'm recording this episode and I feel very motivated to do things in my business. Like I feel this expansive energy. But the days leading up to this, that Capricorn and Aquarius moon before hitting my Pisces moon felt so horrible and heavy. And I was like, what is this shit? I don't like this. So um <laughs> just that's just a fun fact. But then it, it feels almost like a release and it's like, okay, the energy is new. If you've ever experienced – I'm literally circling back to what I was talking about before. If you've experienced really bad PMS and you're just like waiting for your period to just like start, you feel horrible. You feel bloated and heavy and gross. It's just like bleh and you're in a really bad mood. That's what it felt like. And then I had my lunar return. I was like, oh, finally I feel better. So that's how I can kind of explain it. So watch out maybe for that energy before your, your lunar – return anyway so yeah I think that is all that I have and I guess at the end of every episode this is a very random episode I'm gonna have to do like very detailed notes to be like what the heck does Lisa talk about in this um but yeah we have a new era of the podcast starting don't tell me what to do I've always wanted to start a podcast called don't tell me what to do I have it written somewhere in my like goals and I want to call it like conversations with entrepreneurs or with people or leaders doing radical things but these days I mean literally speaking up for what you believe in is considered radical these days when you don't comply and you're you're literally choosing your free choice or, you know, like to have choice, which we're allowed to. Living in Canada, I'm allowed to choose not to do certain things, but people are being shamed for their choices. They're being shamed for not complying. And I mean, it's, it's freaking disgusting to see. So, I mean, that's considered like radical now <laughs> and it really shouldn't be that there's something wrong with that. So, um, yeah, this podcast might seem very radical to you or you're like, she gets it. She, this makes sense. This is where like, this is exactly what I'm thinking too. Or you're like, oh my gosh, I don't like what she's talking about. Okay. Chloe, don't I'm talking about to listen. But, um, yeah, I think we have Jupiter and Pisces this year and it's also going to go into Aries. So I personally, for me, those are powerhouses for me. I'm really feeling into this energy and using this transit in the most positive way for me. But everyone with Jupiter and Pisces is going to be feeling this like spiritual wave and awakening. And um, we've had a very hard, I mean, we're, I'll say like 2018, 2017, to like the current times with a lot of Capricorn and Aquarian energy being very restrictive and it's turned the government like extra uh, what's the word I want to use I don't want to it's just like they're I don't even know what this word means it might be wrong totalitarian is that what I'm trying to say I don't even know if I'm gonna google that after but it's almost like um the governments exist to help people or like protect people or it's a system that's in place so that we don't go out of control as a society but my question to everyone is what do you do when the government's out of control and the government is a threat to society right I don't believe that the government shouldn't exist, but should the government be allowed to do what it's doing? Some other questions that have come up for me, I mean, we're leaving the Gemini North Node energy, like probably when this goes out, we'll be shifted into the Taurus North Node. Um, but the Gemini North Node and Sag South Node over the last few years, we've been on information overload and all of these things and information have been coming out. And it's like, what, what, what? It's almost so much to process and you don't even know what to do with it all. But it's almost like I'm a Gemini. I have lots of questions. I never stop asking questions. I'm very inquisitive. I'm like a chimp or a child. Like, it's like, why, 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 but why? And some things that I think questions people aren't asking right now, and I would ask in connection to government and healthcare systems, which have been really illuminated. But um, I think what's been illuminated is the 
inefficiencies of the system and it's not working. So if it's not working, why aren't we changing it, people? Snap, snap. Like, wake up. Um, It's almost like – how do I put this with the healthcare system? I think the biggest question we need to ask ourselves is the in Canada, the government runs the healthcare system, but hospitals, most of them, I believe most of them are private and um, like they're privatized and someone profits. So you have to question um, why hospitals are profiting off of sick people. Um, I think hospitals should be non-profit or not for profit, whichever one means no one, like the money should just be going directly back into the building and the staff and the workers and the patients. Like no one should be benefiting off of sick people. I mean, we sit for eight hours a day. We're not supposed to. It makes us sick and then someone benefits off of it. You really have to think about it. Then we have um, long-term care homes in Canada have been very deeply affected by this and lots of people have lost their loved ones. Also looking at there are certain long-term care homes that are for profit and these elderly people and their families pay a ridiculous amount of money every month and people are profiting because like as you get older certain things you can't do yourself you need help you're maybe a little helpless people are profiting off of that too why aren't long-term care homes why aren't all long-term care homes the not-for-profit non-profit you know like why these are questions that I don't know why people aren't asking and they just came to me recently because I was like like what is going on in the world right now? It doesn't make any sense because the South Node is in Scorpio and some really weird like stuff is going to surface. It's not going to feel like the Gemini Sag access of like bombarding you with information like boom, 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 like not stopping very fast paced. This stuff that's going to come out with a Scorpio South Node is going to be like slow and just disturbing almost like sick information is going to come out the scorpios of the world are going to be like wow yep saw this coming humans are awful but a lot of us might be deeply disturbed by the information that comes out or just like that's wrong why would somebody want to do that to another person and the key for all of this is money and profit and there's nothing wrong with um making money and building a business but there is I believe a moral obligation of all humans to make sure that we're earning a living because we have to in the the way that they've set up the system. But you have to make sure you're living like you're making an honest living, right? And if you're a person who's at the very top of the system, you're not making money in an ethical way. I mean, just the thing about people talk about Amazon gives lots of – it provides lots of jobs to the, the cities it goes to and opens up warehouses. Like Hamilton is one of those places. But it's like are those good jobs? Are the people going to get burnt out? Are they being paid a good amount of money? Are there are there breaks? Are there, there's so many questions to ask. Like at the end of the day, it's not just like, oh, yeah, you have a job. Sit down, shut up, and be quiet. It's like no, you need to be treated like a human being and not like a little – money-making machine for the head of Amazon. You know what I mean? It's like um, I made a comment at one point in my life that I didn't like my job. And literally the response from multiple people was, sometimes you have to do a job you don't like. And I was like, why? Like, why? And it's like people are so used to being like miserable or unhappy in their jobs and they just do it because they quote unquote have to. You have to do it like that. Well, I'm going to say, no, you don't have to. Don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want. And as long as I'm not harming anybody with those actions, you have the right to have autonomy over your life. And I don't know where I'm going with this sentence, but basically you need people need to start thinking for themselves and I don't know how my podcast is going to help that happen, but I know I can't just like sit here and be like, how do you practice mindfulness? Oh, you meditate? Cool. Yes, we should be meditating. It's a very healthy thing to do. I am a meditation teacher. There are great benefits of it. Developing consistent practice and doing other things like EFT, like the emotional frequency technique tapping. Um, There's so many cool different things you can do. 
Um, but I can't sit on – I can't have a podcast and like, a platform where I'm allowing myself to speak. And, like, I mean, I'm not censoring myself on here. I, I mean, I try to share it on different social media platforms. I do not know if Facebook and Instagram censor my content because it's – I don't know if it's in the health and wellness kind of category. But basically, yeah, I can't sit here and interview people about freaking mindfulness. And it's like, yes, mindfulness is important. But um, what's really important is that you own your life, do what you want, you, you know, don't let anybody or any system tell you what the F to do. And if that means practicing meditation every day, then freaking do it, right? And don't let people say tell you it's weird. Don't let people say you starting a business is weird. Don't let people say like, oh, what do you know? Why the hell are you writing a book and self-publishing it? Oh, why are you starting a podcast? Screw those people. Do what you want. And um, yeah, I don't have like cool ending or anything, but that's all I have. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of the new and improved podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.